I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSCs that comes in and helps me out during the week to uh, get your questions answered. So feel free to get online. We haven't been on for a little while because of uh, UConn football. So uh, 1-800-953-1080 uh, is the contest line. 800-966-9842-522-9842 or WTIC. It's been a little while for me, too. See how fast you forget? So we got some news, some technology news. I wanted to reminisce. So when we started Aww. with computer, <laughs> right, Ray? Remember a long time ago we used to talk about the web as being something really cool and innovative. Oh yeah, right, but right when Al Gore invented it. Yeah. And so eighties. Yeah. Well, nineties, well, more like the nineties, okay. really. So we came on in ninety-five, and uh, basically when Al Gore invented the internet, we thought it'd be kind of cool to have a website of the week. You know, the internet was so new and fresh. Yeah. And we found it really cool to. You look at these websites, and they would be one of the ones that we found the most fun, or one of the most fun, was Stupid Laws. And you oh, can, yeah. Remember those sites? Yeah. The Stupid Law sites? You know, even in Southington, we're still listed as having a stupid law. You, okay. know, you know which one it is, right? Silly String. We banned Silly String. Oh, that's right. Well, do you feel better now? Well, we you still feel have it. safer? We still have it banned. Clearly, somebody hit somebody with Silly String in, in some place they shouldn't have, and now all of a sudden you can't use Silly yeah. String in Southington. But, you know, you've got all the stupid laws that are still out there, um, things like you can't kiss your wife on Sunday in Hartford. Right. Can't do that. <laughs> you also can't walk on your hands across the street in Hartford. No. Illegal. Really? Don't do it. Now, there's a new one. I bring this up because now in the, in the age of smartphones and you know driving while using your smartphone, if you're looking – at your phone while crossing the street. Oh, absolutely. In Honolulu. That. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> They're going to charge you up to 99 bucks. And by the way, Honolulu is not the only one that's fooling around with that. Now, okay. Other cities are picking it up. You, it's primarily, let's just make money is what it's about. Well, exactly. Because if you think of any old movie when newspapers were something that people read, you could almost imagine them crossing the street with their newspapers in front of their faces. Exactly. Right? All those old New York, yeah. they're walking across, reading news. That's okay. You can use a hula hoop. Across the street. You can use a yo-yo. You can use a pogo stick. Yeah. But looking down and looking at your cell phone is a $100 fine. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, you you wonder what's going on in Hartford for their things. But yeah. obviously, Honolulu's got their people, too. Yeah. <laughs> in Hartford, you're not allowed to cross the street while walking on your hands. He doesn't listen to the show, I don't think. Uh, what? <laughs> I told him. I already I said know. that. I know that, but... <laughs> He wanted to reiterate it. But you can't educate dogs. No, you're right. You're, you can't educate dogs. That's also another law. Uh, is that Connecticut or Hartford? That was Hartford. That's Hartford, too. You cannot educate what? dogs. Yes. You can be stopped for biking over 65 miles an hour. Right. 
That's really hard to do. Tell me yeah, I've tried. Yeah. In order for a pickle to be officially pronounced a pickle, it must bounce. Right. What? <laughs> That's Where's a, this? It's Connecticut. That's a Connecticut law. <laughs> These are all Connecticut laws that we're listing. Um, it's also illegal to dispose of used razor blades. I mean, you have that commercial you talk about all the time yeah, with Harry's, right? You what? What are people doing with all those razor blades? You're getting them to buy, right? You can't dispose of them in Connecticut. You have to go to your your well, razor blade razor blade recycle center. Well, do you think that was written like back in the days of the old double edge safety razor? Well, back in the days when safety was what? Safety razor. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, but the, the point that you'd put in and you know you un- open it up and you drop the razor. In. Those were sharp. Those well, they were double sided blades. But back in the day, were they really worried about people cutting their hands on? I mean, was it such no, an issue? I would think the issue would have been uh, you dispose it in the trash and then the trash hauler somehow gets into it. And would cut his or her hands. So the but trash hauler lobby so, went after the exactly. disposable razor blade industry. Yeah, actually, you, <laughs> you were supposed to dispose of them in the slot in the back of your medicine cabinet. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but then, then what? Then what? Right. Once you filled that up, Wait, what no, happens? You decompose? Or <laughs> you melt them? What? <laughs> then you get your house redone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Time for a new house. <laughs> so I mean, just more stupid laws. But I figured I'd reminisce you know, back to the days of Al Gore. And our favorite sites of the week. We talked about stupid laws. Feel free to look these up. Southington is still infamous for its silly string. You know what's really crazy, though? What? I mean, how much of, you know, how much of that stuff is is out there? Number two, a lot of the things that you talk about, you know, in the morning we do that birthday thing, but there's also, you know, history. Yeah. And I mean, some of these things that we assume have been here forever have not been here forever. Right. Like the iPhone, you know. Oh, no. I mean. That's all new. You forget about it. Yeah, and they got to work on putting together as many laws as they can and extract as much as they can from you. Because if you can afford an $1,100 iPhone, you can afford a $100 bill. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be looking at your phone. I would be crazy to be, a, I don't know, a human and do what the heck you want to do when you well, cross yeah, the street. looking at your, you know, you still see it. You know, I see it. They keep upping the penalties for talking on your cell phone when you're driving. Right. But I still see a lot of people doing it. Yeah. And, and the days of hands-free, you almost shouldn't have to anymore. But even no. that, if you're talking to yourself, you could be pulled over. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking to over there? Time, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just I, I saw this. It tickled me. I can't believe they're going to actually waste you know law enforcement's time to try to get somebody and find them. It starts at thirty five bucks for the first offense. Oh, and then of course they'll scale it to seventy five oh, or ninety nine. Talking on a cell phone, same thing. <laughs> right. I mean, gosh, if you're going to get hit, same thing. Yeah, but if you're going to get hit by a car, if you're in a crosswalk, by the way. You can go as slowly as you need to to cross the street. You have the right of way. Yeah. So whether you're looking at a cell phone or yelling at your kid or whatever you're doing, hopping across in a pogo stick, <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe this becomes law. Who are these these law these legislators are dinglings, man? They have nothing better to do. You know where a lot of it comes from, seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, having watched this for years, with yeah. great to my chagrin, is a lot of our kids. Yeah. Like uh, Henry Jenga, I think it is, represents East Hartford. Yeah, and uh, one kid came to him, he like seven, eight years old, and said, "Why can parents smoke when their kids are in the car?" Well, uh-huh. there, there's a fair point to be made there. Yeah, right? Right. I agree with that. My dad was a pipe smoker. You couldn't even see out of our car windows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it was that's the kid that brought it up. Right. And then you know, Representative Jenga, you know, codified it and introduced it. Right. I don't know it still if it passed or not. But you'll see these like seven year old kids testifying at hearings. What the heck do you know? I know. <laughs> but nobody's, you know, nobody's going to criticize. No, no. And they get on the books, and you still can't kiss your wife on Sunday. That's exactly <laughs> In Hartford. 
<laughs> you're not going to be in Hartford anyways on a Sunday. There's nothing to do. Well, but, uh, you know. In Georgia, you can't <laughs> carry an ice cream cone in your back pocket on Sunday. What? <laughs> it's on the books? That's yeah. why we love these this, this <laughs> website, right? Stupid Laws. Or I think it's dumblaws.com. There's a couple of them out there. But uh, check them out. You can see all the... The intelligent things our lawmakers do to keep us safe. Thank you, Nanny State. What else you got there, Bob? Anything else? Uh, I got a couple, but... Uh, oh, if you have a Wi-Fi device, we yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. <clears throat> the WPA2 flaw could blow your Wi-Fi system wide open because we know about that. We talked about it. Right. We but had, the point we were is, talking about it, right? Yeah. What, what I was getting at is uh, we do have an article here. Most companies have patches. Right. This is the crack. Uh, vulnerability. Yes. Not, it's not a virus. It's, it's in a the protocol. The right. protocol had a flaw. Has to do with the handshaking. Some so, some scientists decided to repeat the same password on the fourth handshake. So if you can force your Wi-Fi handshake to occur, they'll pass the four zeros that they're expecting over and over again. And that's how they get in the middle. So anyway, if you have something Microsoft, if you do the updates, you're covered. Well, just for the work on your PC. Right. Your access point can still, still be open. You still got to do your access points, the firmware, yeah. you know, your wireless access points. This will be going on for wireless a decade. Routers. Yeah. Well, until, uh, I think a lot of people are just, aren't going to do it until they buy a newer one. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, too. And again, you're only vulnerable within within um, proximity. You need the bad Correct. guy to be within proximity of that's you. Right. right. So I was joking about having, you know, the North Korean national outside of Pratt and Whitney trying to get into their yeah. Wi Fi. If he can if he can sit there and see the Wi Fi and he has a school and he has a skill set and the tools, then he could technically get on. Because I'm sure they have secure Wi that they probably using WPA too. So I would assume, thanks to DFARS and eight hundred dot one seventy one IST, I'm sure they've turned off all the Wi Fi over at Pratt, but I wouldn't bet on it. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, be careful with crack. <laughs> It'll kill you. Uh, those are, those acronyms are crazy. Did they tell you what crack meant? No. Yeah. It's a, uh, key, um, yeah. Tell, go ahead and get, get the explanation if you see it on there, Bob. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can yeah, look it up. It's like a key re-entry or something like that. Acknowledgement. We'll find it for you. It, it, it's not what you think it is, but all these, uh. Well, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, key reinstallation attack. Right, so they use CK as part of the whole thing. So no, it's K with a K. Key for K. No, not CK. Crack CK. K R A C K. Thanks. Are you listening to the show? I wonder sometimes. CK. K R A C K. The attack at the back end. That's what I'm saying. All right. We gotta get Bob some more coffee. I can never. I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. So C R A C K. And again, attack. Why would you even? Oh, by the way. Yeah. This article notes that the Linux and Android operating systems, 6.0 or higher, right. are particularly vulnerable. And they're going to be a pain to update because there's so many different flavors out there. Right. So I know Apple's working on an update. They might have already finally released it. Microsoft already has. So Correct. Everyone's going to be vulnerable for this for a little while, but it's all based on proximity. So if you find somebody suspicious outside your building... Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. Feel free to get online, guys, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We've been off for a week with UConn football. UConn football is going to happen this afternoon as well. Um... Oh, when does it start? I think about 5 o'clock. So I get Ray at the rent at t- between 2 and 4. 
And then uh, pregame is at 5, right? So stick around here at WTIC. All right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Danny, our resident groupie. Hey, Danny, what's going on with you? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Um, with my uh, Galaxy tablet, yes. sometimes when you, I start laughing right away. <laughs> sometimes You're going to get a computer, Danny. It makes a sound, a noticeable sound that almost sounds like a little spark. Oh, my goodness. Like a crackle. Like, phew. Hmm. I have the same tablet, so I've never had that happen to me. Yeah. Um, you could have an issue with your speakers. I mean, the Galaxy tablet doesn't have really great speakers, so there could be something going on with your speakers. Mm-hmm. That uh, almost sounds like a staticky crackle, like a little pop. Yeah, check to see how, how high your volume is on those speakers. Maybe you're getting some sort of volume, some sort of some sort of sound that's being made. I've never heard anything on mine, so... In other words, if you turn the speakers all the way down, you won't hear the problem? I'm trying to have you try that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Take an easy way out today. Well, I, I can't fix it. So you can't fix it if it's broken. So if, okay. you, if you've if you blown a speaker within your tablet, you can either get it taken care of under warranty, but you oh, probably right. have had this thing for a few years now. Yeah, right. right. It's past that point. Hey, uh, speak, uh, restore points. You can't do a restore point on a tablet like this, can you? Um, basically, you can because all the all the apps are going to go up into the cloud for you so mm-hmm. that your, your Google sign-on will then bring them back down if you had to wipe and reload that that device. Oh, okay. So it's not really a restore point, but if you had to reload the operating system or start over uh, with a factory default, which is a combination of power keys and, and volume keys, you could factory mm-hmm. default it. You'd get your apps back if you log in as you. Okay. So that's really the, the way that works with tablets. And Okay. And uh, one other thing, Monday is a uh, SpaceX launch oh, yeah? down at the Cape uh, at uh, 3.30 in the afternoon. And they're on they're on uh, scheduled to launch 19 times this year. Wow! Which beats the old record of uh, United Launch Alliance for 14 times. What are they putting up this time? Uh, a Korean satellite communication satellite for Korea. South Korea, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> just, you just gotta check these days. You never know. <laughs> to me, there's only one Korea, and that's South yeah, Korea. I hear you, I hear you. The other one is Nutville. Yeah, so they're gonna put up a South Korean communication satellite. Right. Yeah. How about Bezos is richer than uh, than uh, Gates now? Yeah, $90, $90 billion, and Amazon still lost $840 million this quarter. And it's amazing. In, their, in the retail side. They're making money on the, on the IT side, but right. they're still losing money selling they're, stuff. They're still selling dollar bills for $0.96. Cents. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, right, take it easy, Danny. Yeah, we used to always talk about Amazon during our tech stock. You know, we couldn't figure out, you know, stock was going crazy, and they wouldn't make any money. And again, from what I read recently... They lost $840 million or something like that in the quarter on the retail side. They don't really break out all their different aspects of their of their, of their their revenue streams as very cleanly as far as some of these analysts would appreciate. But Well, it's all on paper. Yeah. Well, it's just paper money. Well, I'll take paper money all day long. <laughs> um, so feel free to get online, guys. We have four lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Bob, do you have anything else in the news you wanted to bring up? <clears throat> yeah. Our good friend Elon Musk. Yeah, well, he's launching the shuttle, not the shuttle, but the satellite on Monday. Right. He was called out by a cre- uh, creepy artificial intelligence robot. Ooh. Yeah. He hates AI. He's really, he thinks AI is going to definitely, you know, end this planet. So, so <clears throat> CNBC Andrew Ross Sorkin interviewed Sophia Hansen, mm. robotics artificially intelligent humanoid robot. Oh boy! This was uh, oh, it was designed to look like Audrey Hepburn All on right. stage. Sure. 
at the Future Investment Initiative in Saudi Arabia on right. Wednesday. Okay. <clears throat> so when Sorkin brought up worries about the future of AI, mm-hmm. Sophia responded, you've been reading too much Elon Musk. Oh, that is creepy. <laughs> so over the years, Musk has referred to the potential dangers of AI mm-hmm. as summoning the demon. Yikes. Kind of like um, 2001, the Space Odyssey. What happened there? I don't remember. Oh, well, with Hal, obviously, Hal. he went nutty. Right. Dave, what are you doing, Dave? <laughs> what a shame we're not as far as that's, that technology was. Anyway, uh, Musk and uh, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg had uh, memorable, uh, memorably had a brief tiff on the top topic earlier. Oh, Zuckerberg likes AI? Yes. Ah. And he thinks that Musk is overblowing it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting article. Yeah, well, and that is creepy that the the robot called out Musk. Oh, randomly. she said. <clears throat> um, one of the rest of the robot's responses is a little creepy and makes you wonder if the real Iron Man's misgivings on AI aren't misfounded. They're referring to uh, Musk as uh, the Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah, at least. Yeah. Don't worry. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Treat me <laughs> as a smart input-output system, Sophia said. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> oh, man. I hope this isn't any precursor to anything, but that is creepy. Oh, yeah. Well, they actually have a picture of Sophia. Mm-hmm. I don't think she looks anything like Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I don't, know what to t- I don't even know what to say. I mean, I, uh, we'll see what happens with AI. But, I mean, we're talking to somebody about... People are interfacing with interfacing. Even that word is the wrong word I should be using. I guess it is interfacing because you're not speaking to your Siri. You are, but you're not really. You're inputting information. In, they want to marry Siri or what would it take to marry you or Alexa. And all of them have these these funny comeback. I mean, they're talking. <laughs> it's just creepy. Interf- well, Siri is a little too serious for me. Yeah. And you got the Google Assistant uh, out there now. So we're all talking to our stuff. I'm not. I don't like it. I don't know about you. Do you talk to your stuff? I like the Google, the Google Home. You do talk to your stuff. We then. did have, uh, I did have a, a review. Mm-hmm. They have a new one out that's really small. It yeah. looks like a little uh, cookie wrapped in a sock. Sure. And it's only got one speaker, but it's more for um, like asking it questions and then uh, voice commands, if you will. Right. Like so, turn the TV on rather yeah. than pushing the button. Or, you know, yeah, turn up the temperature. Gotcha. Yeah. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, guys. So thank you guys for getting online. Dave, Paul, and uh, Janine, hang on. We have one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you want to interface with us, we're still human. We're not artificial yet. But uh, we'll be here to help you out with your computer questions, comments, and concerns. Anything we've talked about will be posted on our Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems. If you like us over at uh, Facebook under Tab Computer Systems and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, he'll let it go to your uh Newsfeed, the old fashioned website, computertalkwithtab.com, will have all the links as well. And if you follow us on our president's favorite medium, Twitter, over at Tab Computer Sys, it'll get there too. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're still looking at that stupid laws website during the off after hours or off off air after hours off air. And uh, did you know in New Britain it's illegal for fire trucks to exceed twenty five miles per hour even if they're going to a fire? 
Well, all they got to do is put a governor on it. <laughs> Which one, Malloy? Well, whatever. <laughs> but um, the governor yeah. is a little different than that. I just found that kind of crazy. It's also in in uh, in Meriden, the use of a bean whistle in public is prohibited. So no more traffic cops. Right, frosty, right? <laughs> Didn't you hear the whistle of the traffic cop? The bean? I don't know. Let's go on to your calls here. Let's try to get uh, focused. Let's go to Dave and Bolton. What's going on, Dave? Hey, how are you doing? Doing um, fine. Good. So I got a got a weird kind of thing I'm doing. I uh, I'm running a couple of hard wires from my. Uh, it's a wireless router, but out of the a uh, couple of the back ports, I'm running hard wired to the basement to the upstairs. Yeah. Um, and then on the upstairs, I'm gonna run another wireless router, sort of try to extend the network. Um, now, don't. To, hey, Dave, stop, uh, stop right there. Don't run a router upstairs. Run just an access point. You already have a router. You only want one router in your house. Well, when you when I okay, so when I um, I can turn the router into an access point, though, right? You can, but then if it turns into a router again and it hands out IP addresses, you have a big problem. So I wouldn't yeah, do that. I, yeah, so what I what they, what I did for that was I just set up the uh, DHCP preferred address ranges to be different. Uh, but uh, is oh, there, okay. So, there's that, so but there's an, actually I can go buy something that's just a uh, yeah. what did you call it? An, not an extender, but a um, access, access point. point. Yeah, if you just get oh, an access point, it's a separate device. It is. Yep, because oh, anything right. handing out IP addresses on your network. But you did a fairly fairly smart thing there, um, trying to come up with a different IP scheme that it might hand out to just avoid that. Potential issue, but if it gets defaulted, it'll still go back to the default one nine two one six eight, and that'll yeah, it'll it'll be a mess for kill, you. That's what's killing me is the default gateway, right? So yeah. it's like I've got uh, I, I had a default. If I set the default gateway to the primary router, I had the second. I mean, it was just a mess, right? Right. I set the second. I second. I set the second router to a different IP address. Right. And gave it, you know, different. It was. It just. And that's what I was doing last night. I was like, you know what? There's got to be a better way. There is. So, just I access think, points. All right, that's great. That's all I needed. Thank you. You got it, Dave. All right, sure. Yep, bye-bye. That's the biggest thing. People stick uh, the same you know, multiple routers in their network. We find it in business all the time, and, you, and, the, and these businesses thought they had some, we call them trunk slammers. Some trunk slammer pulled up and helped them out with his Wi-Fi, and they put multiple routers in their network, and they wonder why their network's a mess. Well, I think there's two reasons for that. I think one reason is a lot of people don't know the difference between a wireless access point and a wireless router. Right. That's one piece. The other piece is, is that wireless routers are typically cheaper than a wireless access point. So if you go with the cheapest device you can find, you're going to get a wireless router. It seems counterintuitive because a oh, router agree, does a whole lot more. It is what it is. <clears throat> yeah. So one router and then as many access points as you want, and each access point will produce roughly a 200-foot bubble for you. So uh, what, when Dave was on the right track, it's just only one router, guys. Let's move on to uh, Ocala, Florida, and Paul. Hey, Paul, how's the weather? Uh, it's balmy. Um, nice. <laughs> actually, it's a little cool. I, I just for your appreciation up there, uh, another month or so, I'm going to have to start wearing socks. <laughs> nice. So, sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's, around, it's around 64 right now, uh, and it's going to be high in the upper 70s. So. Enjoy. It's cool. Yeah. Um, from Bristol, anyway, so that's the reason I didn't know about you guys. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple issues, one of which is a friend has a laptop. They mm -hmm. live up north. Yeah. He comes down to here. We have a local, uh, in this particular neighborhood and area, we have a local um, uh, company that provides cable, Internet, and all that stuff. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. his laptop will not send 
emails. It'll receive it through using his um, provider that's up north. Mm-hmm. So I said, come out of my house and try it here. He did. Yeah. It works fine, sends a receive. He goes back home. It doesn't work. Calls the local people. They finally changed his modem, and mm-hmm. that made no difference. Yeah. But he goes to a neighbor the next street over, uses their um, uh internet and everything works it's the same provider that he has that is weird my provider is different so i can understand it might be a little bit of an issue so basically it works sends and receives from the neighbor with the same company right doesn't work with him and they're saying it's his uh provider or his uh email client up north or something right well technically his email client his provider up north is in control but it shouldn't block access unless he's got some sort of filter running. I'm thinking that maybe he doesn't have the correct port configured for... Well, you know, he had he he paid IT people to come over as well as having... He brought his over to the um, provider here, the internet uh, company here. Mm-hmm. And he, had, he spoke with people in Georgia. They went through supposedly all this technical stuff. My question then becomes, is there something in the heart of... The one thing I thought of before when I was listening to you... Um, I don't think he ever tried to have anybody else go over to his house using a different computer to see whether they have the same issue with sending. Is it possible it's a hardware issue? So you've done all the troubleshooting that makes sense, right? So he can go anywhere else but his own home to send email. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you communicate with your mail server, you have ports like Bob talked about, and you configure those mm-hmm. ports. So it shouldn't matter where you are, and it works anywhere else but his own home unless he's got a block on his firewall. A lot of... Uh company's block port 25 so you got to switch to an alternate port which would be something like uh, 587 or 567 or 465 depending on your carrier now it may have worked in connecticut but they may be blocking that port in florida right that's my point yeah so go and see what the email settings would be if he used mail on the mail on the internet provider in florida they would have a, a they would have an faq frequently asked questions area that should describe which ports you need to have open. And then he has to see, though, if he can communicate on those ports back into up to up north because he could change it to a different port and it still may not it work. It may not work. Okay, now that's using the company up north. Now, the thing is, if he goes to Google, it works. He goes to, uses, I'm sorry, if he goes to Chrome. Oh, wait a minute. This is through a browser-based thing? Yes. Oh, that's different. Okay, are we thinking you're doing using that's okay? Without using a mail client, so you're just using the browser, and you can't send it through the browser. That's something up with his browser. Uh, I, I would think there's something up with his something filtering that sending portion. That doesn't even make sense to me now, uh, because the browser doesn't even use ports. So what browser are you using? Well, you said it works during Chrome, right, Paul? Uh yes. So I'm sorry. No, you know. Okay, I'm sorry. I, that's right too. It he works. He works with Gmail. It works. He in, opened up Gmail. It works with Gmail, but not with his regular client. Well, his regular email provider. Yes. Which is not Gmail, which is something up here, no. which is like Comcast. Does or he Cox. use an Outlook or something? No, no. He's just going on a web base to it. It's actually Huawei. W I I don't know. It's, it's something out in Michigan. Oh gosh! So he's not even using something up north here. It's something out in Michigan. No. But the okay. crazy thing is, once he switched to once he switched to Gmail, it works from his house. But if he goes to his regular client, it doesn't. But his client works at other houses with the same provider down here. That is bizarre because it's web based. It's all going through port eighty, mm-hmm. right? That browser is using port eighty to communicate once it's through the browser. So there's no 
there's something up with his browser, like there's some sort of cache that's in there, um, some sort of filter. And of course, you talk to other IT people who are just as stumped as we sound. Um, yeah. The other thought is to dump the Huawei people out of Michigan um, because they obviously have a problem. You should be able to use your email no matter wherever you want to be. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter. That's the whole idea. So. I Okay. Now, I did think about the fact that, you know, clear the cache or something like that. If, if he failed to connect one time, because he, when he first came down, he tried to connect, and he didn't have Internet yet. He thought he did, and they didn't turn it on. Yeah, that shouldn't matter. So I'm wondering if there's some sort of an error message in there that's not no. cleared. Well, you can, yeah, clear your cache and clear all that to see if you can start fresh. Use a different browser, see if that makes a difference. But everything's flying over port 80 when you're using a browser-based interface, from what I understand. So you you shouldn't have any issues sending or receiving um, there's something going on with that browser, I would bet. Um, that is bizarre. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, it well, should be ubiquitous. You should be able to use that anywhere you want, and uh, there shouldn't be any way to stop that mail from going. Um, so try a different browser and try uh, clearing the cache to see if that does it. Ports okay. are out of the equation from what I could tell, if it's all browser-based. Okay. okay, one other quick thing. You talked about Android Auto the other day. And that, yeah. Um, I, I had a... Um, Buick Enclave. We wanted downsides. We got one of the new Buick Envisions. Uh -huh. And it's a great car. It's got all the bells and whistles, more or less. Yeah. It's got Android Auto in there. Nice. Ways it works through it and everything else. And yeah. I'll tell you, well, with what it's worth, it's, you're talking about the complexity of these cars now. Right. The Buick dealer down here will let you sign up for as many hours as you need with a tech person to set your, um, um, your systems connections up. and connectivity up. Right. I know. It used to be simply you could turn your headlights on, not even know where the switch is anymore. It's not plug and play anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. It's supposed technology is supposed to make our lives easier, Paul. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. I mean, I just say, "Hey Google, um, play such and such." It does. I say, "Hey Google," I and mean, you know, yeah. maybe, um, um, I don't know, pet uh, food supply stores, and it comes up with a whole list of them, and right. it's really quite uh, impressive. It is. It's that's pretty cool. But if you can't figure out where the you know where do you turn your high beams on, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're gonna hit that deer. I appreciate that. All right, Paul. We we don't need them down here. It's it's it's, it's warm weather here. It's we the gators. You gotta look out for the gators down there. Hey, they had some roads crossed off that had just opened up now, um, just between Ocala and Gainesville. Yeah. Uh, one of the highways is just cleared this week. Oh, from the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of right. cleanup. All right, thanks, Paul. You take care. Have a good day. Stay warm. Yeah, let us know what happens. Okay, thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, that, that's a weird one that he came up with. Step out for a quick break, right, Matt? We'll take a quick break. we got three lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're here until 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. And we're back. Sometime I am my own worst enemy. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You know, it's a state championship uh, night for the uh, marching bands in Connecticut. But if you were in Devon, it's unlawful to walk backwards after sunset. So you could not have a marching band competition in Devon, Connecticut, because you would be arrested. Even right under away. the lights. Well, if, yeah, but it's because it's after sunset. That's right. So somebody said, you can't, I mean, come on, people. They didn't even put in an exclusion for that. No, no. That's why that, that's probably why there are no marching band competitions in Devon, Connecticut. Or maybe you guys didn't realize it, and now the cops are going to take you down. Let's go on to uh, Janine in West Hartford. 
What's going on, Janine? Hi, it's Jean. Oh, sorry. But anyway, um, so I call you guys all the time. Oh, great. great. Thanks. And um, so anyway, but this time I actually fixed, I think I fixed what was wrong because my printer's been offline. It's, and yeah. I went through the whole thing before and it, it started printing. Yeah. I thought it was all set. And then it went offline again. Right. So today, we, I said, okay, I'm calling them, and I'm going to find out what I – this is just driving me crazy. Right. So I got on, mm-hmm. and the only – I went into my devices mm-hmm. on my control panel and went to my hardware and sound, and the printer wasn't checked. And then there was some message that came up that said something about, do you want Windows to handle it? And I said, no. I think I said no. Mm-hmm. And so then it went back to now, and then it printed everything that was in the queue, and it and it, it woke fine. up and printed. Okay. So, but what did I do? Because I, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. driving me crazy. So the printer going offline. Let's just first start. Is it connected directly to your computer with a USB cable, or is it on no, the network? No, it's, it's 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 basically um, wireless. There it is. Yeah. So wireless can be a pain because the printer will get a new IP address every now and again, and your printer driver is configured to print to a certain IP address. That changes. And if it changes, it can't find it, and it thinks it's offline. That's one of the things that occur. So with wireless printers, you have to set the IP address and then note that IP address and then go to your firewall router and set something called an exclusion. Or reservation. Or reservation, right. So that... So that that same IP address is the one everyone in your network is expecting to print to the printer. Okay. So that's number one. And that's what's happening, I think, is that your printer driver is saying, hey, this printer was at 192.168.1.50 yesterday, but today I don't see it. And that's because the printer came back online, got a new IP address from your firewall at 192.168.1.38. And now your printer's offline as as, as far as your driver's concerned, and it can't find it. But why? I mean, why doesn't that happen for anything else? I mean, the Wi-Fi doesn't change. I change. I you know, I've gone through and done all the connections to make sure everything was connected right and everything. Yeah, because you're not communicating with the device. So if your blender worked the same way, yeah, you wouldn't be able to turn your blender on um, because it comes from the it, the the firewall hands out the IP address. But how do I get that IP address then? I don't from your firewall. Know. And how do I get to my firewall? Uh, that's probably the gateway IP address that you're using to get to the internet. I'm going to guess that it's 192.168.1.1. So if you put in 192.168.1.192, Unless she has Comcast. I do. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I have, no, I have Frontier. That's okay. Yeah. So, so we don't know if you got the firewall from Frontier or if you got it on your own. Is it your own firewall? No, I don't think so. I okay. think it's my frontier, which was AT&T, you know, that whole thing. So that makes it more difficult because um, you may have less control over your device handed by frontier than you would if you had your own firewall. Right. So you'll have to go and read the instructions on the frontier device to make a reservation for your um, printer or do this. Yeah, Set the IP address so high up that the odds of it being handed out are so low that you can tell your system that you're going to be fine. So if you go to your printer settings and set the IP address at 192.168.1. How do I do that? You have to, within the printer itself, there's a printer menu. So you have to use Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Go to the printer configuration in the network settings, 
you need to set the IP address rather than receive it. So you can set it for 192.168.1.200, let's say. Something real high. 192.168. You want to make sure what uh, network you're on. Yeah, well, I'm assuming you're on a 192 network. It would be horrible How if you're on a 10 bat. Uh, go, go ahead and tell if, her. If you uh, down in the system tray in the lower corner, if you're wired, are you wired or wireless? I'm wireless. Okay. Then you're going to see like the little radio waves that indicates that you're on the network. If you right-click on that, you can open your network and sharing center. Also looks like a quarter pizza or something like oh, that. Yeah, it's like a quarter round whatever. It's not where my Internet access is, right? It's a... It's, yeah, internet access. Yeah. 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 It's just like my windshield. It's like a windshield wiper. <laughs> okay, like yeah, a windshield wiper. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. if you right click on that and you choose uh, network and sharing center, we'll open that up. And uh, you right click on your, uh, or you double click, and it'll Wait. bring up your Wi Fi status. Wait, where is the. So, um, Gene, hang on. We're going to come into a hard break. we got to continue right. this with you, okay? All right. We're going to put Gene on hold, and we'll try to continue with her one line open for you this is computer talk we'll be right back we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due 35 dollars per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com 